Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to the Kabasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table, and they are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report for what did happen today. And just in case you're wondering, today's weather, for those of you who didn't see it in person, because many of you were here, was pretty awesome. I know we sent out an email last night that said, you should come earlier because it's going to be a huge thunderstorm. And then there wasn't one. And 99.9% of the families dropped off their kids. And, uh, and, then, and then we had our thunderstorm after you all left, or most of you left. And the thunderstorm was was moderate uh, and not scary, and the boys were were happily they went back to their bunks quite happily, and then it was back out for the sports on a slightly wet fields, but no big deal. Before we get started with the blue sheet report, I wanted to talk just for a second about the podcast structure and what it's for and why it exists at all. And that happens. We do this explanation every first podcast of each session. The podcast was born years ago now uh, because the boys would come back from Kabasi after the most mind-bending, transformative, and amazing session, and their parents would say, well, how was it? And they'd say, good. And then the parents would say, what did you do? And they said, lots of cool stuff. And then the parents would say, well, did you make any friends? And they'd say, yep. And we just thought it was time for our parents and our families to share in the stories of each of the days and to be part of all of this this arc that we put together and that we experience together and that we love doing. And so that's how the podcast was born. And it's been very popular since. We're very happy to do it. It is a really cool way to end the day. And I want to just right now make a shout out to Sarah Sultan, who sits across from me every single time we do this and is just the best. And she's extremely proficient and great at finding found sound that sounds awesome. And she's our media specialist and also our photographer, one of our photographers, and she's great. So she does this with me every evening. So when I say it's a great way to end the day, what happens after this is that Sarah goes and edits the podcast because of my hems and haws and stumbles and repeats. And that's extremely appreciated. And so the way the format works is that we do the blue sheet report first, and then we do an interlude of some found sound. And then there's a section called, this is what I saw today. And it's all about an anecdote or a couple anecdotes about maybe something that happened that was specific to this day or a little commentary on, I guess you'd say, the distilled importance of this particular day in the arc of our 26 days. But it is really something to be here at the beginning of second session. There are so many wonderful moments today, and I'll just get into it. So our Blue Sheet Report today will have nothing to do with Kava Choice or who's doing flags or any of that stuff. It will just be a rundown of what the day was like. And then we'll do our found sound. And then after that, we'll do the, this is what I saw today section. So this AM, before anybody showed up, the day started very early because it's, it's arrival day and it's a big day. We get everything ready to go. And it was going to be so stormy that we literally brought in two extra big old tents, which many of you saw today. And uh, we didn't need to use them because it didn't rain. I made a joke with about, I don't know, 20 families today that it probably didn't rain because I sent the email and we bought the tents. But that's how these things go. I'd rather have it be sunny. 
And we were doing last minute, you know, sweeping and setting up and switching of names and getting ready for the, you know, this thing's going to go over here and this is where the lice check's going to be and all that, you know, places everyone, clap, clap, clap kind of thing. And then at nine o'clock, all of our families started rolling in and it was a nice steady roll of families. And I think there was, you know, many, many of the same encounter with uh, or similar encounters with everybody and the first was if there was a car or an SUV or a vehicle with a new boy then the boy in the back seat would be looking at me with some mixture of of trepidation big wide eyes and excitement sometimes they sometimes they'd be gripping the edge of the window the excitement and sometimes they would be sitting back in their chair looking at me like hmm if I interact with this guy this whole entire thing is going to become real. And I would ask usually, are you excited? And sometimes I would get a nod, yes. And I'd say, are you a little nervous? And sometimes I would also get a nod, yes. And the truth is, is that those are, of course, sides of the same coin, especially if you're new. You don't know how amazing this is going to be. You don't know that those counselors are going to be awesome. You don't even really know what your bunk's going to feel like or smell like or if the food's going to be as good as we say it is, and, and you just don't know. And we all know that those things are going to come true for each new camper, but he doesn't know. And that's what we see in the wideness of the eyes. And also, they also are excited. And so there's sometimes the tapping of the knee or the shake of the arm against the window. And that's exciting too. And that's the, that's the new boys. Then there's the returner boys, and they roll up, and the window comes down, and usually I found myself laughing happily because they're so big. It's been two years, and you know we have this. Um, I just we just get to know the boys so well in the almost month that they're with us, but that month has now been now two years removed, and so it is such a cool thing to see. Young boys turn into boys, and then boys turn into young men, and in the case of the sachem, young men turn into actual proto-men. They look, in at least two cases, there were full, full beards today, which is just, I mean, it took me until my 20s before I had a full beard. I'm not talking about anyone here, <clears throat> Mr. Palumbo, but I, I think that what is so special about the returning boys coming home, just any of... The years, it's always special, but this year especially, they, to a person, probably got out of that car before they should have because they just had to get out. They had to have their feet down at Cobbacy, and they would take a big stretch, and they would look around, and they would exhale. And they looked so happy and excited, but also so calm. And they just, if I said, hey, are you, are you psyched? And they'd be like, yes. But it was like the kind of psyched you might be about Thanksgiving dinner or... I don't know, some other thing that happens on the regular that you just are looking forward to and you know how it goes and you know the system and you know the traditions and you know all the parts you're looking forward to the most and it's happening. There's a certain release that happens then or a, a letting go of, of the worry part because you don't have anything to worry about. It's going to be so great and they know it. And they can smell it. You know, these are boys who spend a twelfth of their life with us each year as they go around the, the school year and the calendar. And so they know about this place in like a really cellular level. They know how it smells. They know how the food tastes. They know where everything is. If you turned off all the lights in the middle of the night, all of our returner boys could walk to exactly where they need to go without having to move, you know, without bumping into anything. 
and they're here again. And of course, it feels different to them because they're taller and stronger and faster and more complex and think of the world differently, but they're still here. And that is just so amazing to see happen right in front of your eyes and so good to welcome all these families back. And so that was the, the arrival day. And then, of course, it was time for dinner. We had a big old flag ceremony. We did nominations for the first time. That's where boys get nominated for one of the values or something else cool that happened, like helping everybody clean up or, you know, catching a huge pop fly or getting up on skis for the first time or something. Did those nominations, went through the camp rules, and then it was time to eat. And everybody got to see Lewis at the door. He, I took like two minutes too long uh, talking about the rules of Kavasi at the flags. And he showed up uh, smiling but impatient because he knew what was waiting for the boys inside. And he didn't want it to get cold, which is fried chicken, the famous recipe. You can't get him to tell you what it is. Then mashed potatoes, corn, rolls, and of course, at the end, cookies as big as your head. Well, cookies as big as your face. A cookie as big as your head, I guess, would be a sphere. So, that was the day. And I think that I would just end this section with... I was standing next to a, a new bunk of fourth graders. And one of them tugged on my sleeve and said, Excuse me, Josh. And I said, Yeah, what's up? And he said, Do we get dessert some nights? And I said, Yeah, we get dessert every night. And he's like, Well, what's for dessert tonight? And I was like, Well, it's cookies as big as your face. And he laughed and looked around at his friends and they all laughed like I was being crazy. And then they saw the plate of cookies as big as your face go out to the bunk next to them. And he looked back at me with the most incredulous, disbelieving and overjoyed look on his face. Like, you have to be kidding me. Those cookies are actually as big as my face. It's a magnificent and busy thing to run Cobbacy, and each day I make it out of the office and in the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an intercamp competition, and sometimes it's just marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those times are often my favorite times, and this is what I saw today. Cobbacy families, we used to do a campfire at the every single opening night, like tonight. We have just finished a campfire, and I just really began to understand that if you were new, that that campfire would just kind of blow you out. You weren't actually a member of the community yet, and you might feel like everybody knew the words to the songs, and everybody knew that 
this guy sat here, or this guy said something, and everybody knew the special chance for everybody's name, except you didn't. And this place wouldn't necessarily feel like your place yet. And of course, one of our major values is community, and it's really important for each boy to feel that way. And it's the most important on that first time we do the campfire. So we don't do that anymore on opening night. Instead, we have a bunk night. We try to build that social unit right at the beginning. It's called the bunk night and of course the building the boys sleep in is called the bunk but the the unit of boys that they live with for the next month almost is also called their bunk and so they are with their bunk this evening and there's just a cornucopia of bunk nights happening at the same time there is just straight up sports there is all kinds of hilarious stuff there is some really byzantine game involving guesswork and spinning a bottle and a water balloon but not in a mean way in a hilarious way i you know, I know that sounds strange, but it was great, actually. Um, there was a blind person's sandwich-making competition. Anything that would get a boy, a group of boys who either hadn't seen each other for a while or just got to see each other for the first time and to get them to start having a common story. That's what a bunk night is. And tonight, tonight was full of those bunk nights. And besides all the, you know, developmental psychological reasons why we would have a bunk night, they're also just really fun. And so what I actually saw tonight, was a whole bunch of your boys, our boys, out in camp for the first time in two years, shrieking and running around and being boys. Some of them were running in bare feet on thick grass for whatever their game was. Some boys were in the hockey rink. Some boys were down by the waterfront. Some boys were just outside their bunk. Some groups of boys. And everyone was included. And everyone was part of the first chapter of their many nights here at Camp Coppice for Boys. And they were free, and they were outside, and they were having a blast. And I'm sure you heard some of those noises and shrieks and conversations in the found sound that you just listened to. But those were bunk nights, because this is the beginning of those stories. There's so much amazing stuff that is coming these boys' way, and it started tonight. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, some from many years gone and some new, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart. Once more.